us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that faith is the victory. Not faith in us or the world, but faith in you and your word. So help us, Lord, to increase our faith. And Lord, I pray that you would take this tithes and offerings, Lord, that's received. And God, that you will use it for your glory. That lives would be changed. And we pray for your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll sing that chorus, uh, The Wonder of It All. Oh, the wonder of it all, the wonder of it all, just to think that God loves me. Oh, the wonder of it all, the wonder of it all, just to think that God loves me. While Valerie was playing that, I just thought, we need to sing that. Isn't it a wonder that God does love us? And, and I'm grateful for His incredible love and, and His amazing grace. And, and when we think about our salvation and we think about faith in the Lord, uh, there's one thing that I want to challenge us with tonight, and that is to keep on praying. And that's what I want to preach about tonight from Daniel chapter 6. Uh, we'll be focusing on verses 3 through uh, 23 tonight. And uh, this is where there was a plot against Daniel. You ever had anybody plot against you? You ever had, had to deal with, you know, with, with things like that and, and, um, and trials? And, and, and so how do we deal with it? Well, we need to just keep on praying. And, of course, Daniel did that. Daniel was a praying man, and that's where he got his strength and his perspective uh, was, was praying and staying close to the Lord and the, and the faith that he had. And when the adversity came, he just kept on praying. So that's what I want to challenge us with tonight. You know, surveys consistently reveal that most American adults say that they pray. Among Christian adults, the percentage who say they pray is overwhelming. And I pray that that's the case, that we indeed would be uh, not only believers, but believers who pray, praying believers. Yet the question remains as to how many adults practice a disciplined prayer life and that's what's key we have to understand that prayer is a spiritual discipline in other words we got to make time for it we have to prioritize and we have to say you know what I'm going I'm going to make sure that I uh, pray today it might be to start your day a great way to start your day the best way to start your day is in prayer um, it might be you know during a lunch break or um, it, it might be you know when you get home or before dinner or after dinner before you go to bed but we need to be intentional you know, to, uh, to make prayer a priority. It's a discipline, uh, much like an athlete, you know, will, will train and uh, they'll lift weights or they'll, they'll run sprints or, or whatever. They'll try to get quicker, try to get better. They have to discipline themselves that they might be stronger and faster and quicker physically. Well, in the same way, we sharpen ourselves when we discipline ourselves in prayer. Oh, listen, prayer will give us a different perspective. 
There might be something, some difficulty or some trial, uh, something that might even anger us that comes our way. Well, well prayer is always the best thing. We, we need to call on God in prayer. And oftentimes, that little talk with Jesus will just make everything right. And I'm sure we've experienced that many times. And yet, oftentimes, though, we neglect to pray. So I want to challenge us tonight to just, to just keep on praying. I want us to uh, focus here on, uh, on Daniel chapter 6. And we're going to begin with verses 3 through 5. And I want to say, first of all, that prayer needs to take place especially during big challenges. Maybe some of you are going through some big challenges currently right now in your life. It might be at home. It might be at work. It might be uh, just your life in, in general. Everything, all of it is just a big challenge, a challenging time for, for some of us. And my goodness, the last two or three years have been you know, such a challenge. And maybe Maybe that on top of everything else, you know, making, earning a living and providing for family and, and, and all the, the daily, you know, things that can stress us out a lot of times. And, and prayer needs to be a part, especially during the big challenges. Well, let's look at a big challenge that Daniel faced here. And uh, we'll start in verses uh, 3 through 5 uh, this evening. And I, again, want to remind you that we need to pray during big challenges. Uh, then this Daniel disguised himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. Now, how did that happen? Well, it comes through prayer. He was close to God, had an excellent spirit. He was in tune with God. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and, and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find no charge or fault. In other words, he was blameless. There wasn't anything in his life that wasn't right. Anything that he was involved with that was immoral or unethical. or He was a godly man. And, uh, and, they, and they looked. They just couldn't find anything. He was, he was blameless. God give us blameless Christians today. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find no charge or fault because, notice this, he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Because that's what was sacred to Daniel. He loved the Word. He loved God. And so they thought, well, there's, there's nothing in this world, but there's something. You know, he's a, uh, he loves God. There's something in his relationship with God that we're going to have to look for if we're going to find anything to charge him with. So, so they're plotting against Daniel here, and that is a big challenge that he is, is going to face. Daniel faced challenges to his faith and also to his prayer life that we're going to see here. And the easiest thing to do would have just been to quit and just cave in. Well, we'll see that Daniel didn't do that. Daniel just kept on praying. And here this big challenge came up for Daniel and he just kept on praying. And I pray that we'll do the same. And let's go to the Lord in prayer as we begin tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray tonight that each of us here tonight, Lord, would continue to pray. Lord, that we just keep on believing and just keep on praying. Especially, Lord, during the, the big challenges. And, and Lord, when, we're, uh, when our faith and our culture clash, I pray that we'll just keep on praying when the pressures are on. And then also, Lord, I pray that when we're in times of danger, God, that we would keep on praying, that we wouldn't quit. We wouldn't try to do it ourselves, but Lord, we would just keep on praying and keep on trusting 
in you just like Daniel did that we find here tonight. And I pray that that would influence us, Lord, to just keep on praying. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, Daniel could have given up on prayer with, with the plot that was against him and the pressures, the big challenges that, that he was facing. Daniel's difficulties began when he, a, a foreign-born exile, was placed as one of the top three key administrators over the local governors of the Persian Empire. He was, he was tops. And, and so, you know, one of the top three. And, and, and then Daniel distinguished himself and, and he showed an excellence that resulted in being one of the top three local governors. He was impressive. And, and so the answer is, how, you know, the question is, how did, how did he do this? Well, the answer is, we, we've already read it, there was an excellent spirit in him. It, it wasn't anything except his spiritual life that made him who he was. You know, we say that we have faith and we say that we believe in the Lord. Well, our faith on the inside should affect us on the outside. It'll give us strength and it'll give us stability and it'll give us wisdom and guidance. And that was the case with Daniel. Um, he was tops, one of the top three. Um, his determination was to obey the Lord and to honor God, no matter the circumstances that he faced. And as a result of that, the Lord blessed him. Daniel was faithful, and so was the Lord. And that's the way it is today. We need to be faithful to God. We need to stay true to the Lord. Stay true to the Word. Uh, keep on believing and keep on praying. And that's, that was the key for Daniel. And that, that allowed him to be you know, one of the tops, one of the top three, because there was an excellent spirit within him and that came by prayer and that came by desiring to honor God and I pray that in the same way that would be the case for us now verse 4 shows that the uh, officials tried to find anything against Daniel anything they, they, if they could just find just, just one thing even a hint of something no question that it was jealousy I mean they were jealous of, of, of Daniel you know, here's this foreign-born exile. Here, here he is. He's, he's excellent, one of the tops. And it made them jealous. It kind of reminds me of Saul and David. You know, David, uh, he, he had the courage as a young boy to take out Goliath. And so Saul had to hear the people sing David's praise. And, and, uh, and, and Saul did not honor God. And, and, and the Lord chose David to be the next king of Israel. And that caused a jealous rage with Saul and to the point that Saul hated David. And Saul, uh, you know, chased David and, and attempted to kill David out of jealousy. And I find that here. Can we just find anything? I mean, look at verse 4. Uh, the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Oh, if they could just find any. This reminds me of politics, you know. Uh, somebody run for politics and, and, and somebody will find something. There'll be something. It might be 30 years ago, but they'll find something that somebody did or said, you know. And, and so that's what they were doing. They were trying to find anything, but they could not find anything. Uh, verse 4 says they could find no charge or fault. Why? Because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault in him. So they couldn't find any charge. So verse 5 reminds us that if they're going to find anything, it must be concerning Daniel and the law of God because that's, that's where his, his desire was was to honor God and the, and the law of God. And so they were, they were jealous. God blessed Daniel because Daniel had purposed in his heart that he would not sin against God. Daniel wanted to please God. 
Daniel didn't, wasn't so concerned with pleasing men, but it was God. God was the priority for Daniel. It ought to be the same for us today. We might say, well, that was Daniel, and Daniel's different. Well, Daniel was a, was a man just like you and I. You know, like they often say, you know, he puts his pants on one leg at a time. You know, there's nothing special about Daniel. He was, he was a, a human being like you and I are. Uh, the, the, the thing that was special about Daniel was his love for God. He just kept on believing, and he just kept on praying. And they couldn't find anything against Daniel. Daniel's critics, uh, they didn't fail because of a lack of searching. It was a lack of, of corruption on Daniel's part. It wasn't there. You talk about Lily White squeaky clean, that was Daniel. Why? Because he focused on God. You know, he, he, couldn't, he wouldn't compromise. He loved God and he loved God's word. And what a difference that that made. How was Daniel so equipped for this plot that was being made against him? What about us this, this evening? Would we be able to face difficulties? And are we able to face the big challenges like Daniel was facing them? The same God that allowed Daniel to have the right perspective and to have the right faith is the same God that you and I believe in. The same God that blessed Daniel and gave Daniel strength is the same God that will bless us and give us strength. We just got to trust Him. We just got to keep on believing. And, and we just got to keep on praying. Do we keep praying during big challenges in our life? That's a, that's a question that we all need to consider tonight. How do we handle big challenges? When difficulties come our way, how do we handle it? Do we just sit back and handle it ourselves and try to do it our way? Or do we really take time to say, Lord, here it is. I'm going to lay it out before you. I don't have a clue how to deal with this. This is overwhelming me. And I, I'm, I'm pretty angry about it because I don't understand why this is happening. We're just honest with God. We just lay it out there and say, oh, God, I need you. I need strength. I need wisdom because I know that I, I have limits and I fail. And so uh, when we look to God and trust God, and we honor God, he will bless as he did for Daniel. So I want us to see, first of all, that, that we need to pray during big challenges. But look, look with me in verses 6 through 7. Also, we need to pray when our faith and our culture clash. And, and we, we, that was the case in Daniel's day, and it's the case in our day, isn't it? I mean, if, if we have faith in the Lord, there's going to be a clash with the culture. When the pressure's on, oftentimes we'll just give up on praying. Oftentimes we don't keep praying like we should. Now notice this faith and culture clash here, starting with verse 6. So these governors and satraps thronged before the king. So they have, a, they have a situation here. They're jealous of Daniel. And they couldn't find anything against Daniel. So now they're going to the king. And, and they're, here they're continuing to plot. They didn't give up. And they're continuing uh, uh, to plot. And, and here's, here's where the faith and culture clash because of what the king tells Daniel to do. So notice this. And thus... To him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors and of, of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree. Here it is. That whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast in the den of lions. Well, here's the clash. 
here's this decree that they are uh, that they are consulting with the king about now verse uh, uh, verse verse 7 this firm decree here it is O king anyone that prays to a god other than you let's let's throw them in the den of lions let's let's deal with it they they appeared one way to the king you know they um they, they came to the king uh daniel's now facing an intense threat from his jealous enemies and uh, they're kind of using flattery kind of trying to butter the king up oh king live forever you know we've got your interest we're loyal to you and they also used deceit by stating that all the government officials had agreed to their legislature uh, they were about to present. Well, we don't know for sure how many would have been against it, but we sure know that Daniel would have been against it. They said all. Daniel was, was, was not included. I guess he didn't, he didn't get a vote. Sometimes politics is like that, isn't it? They kind of conveniently exclude whoever they need to exclude. And there's the narrative or the agenda. And then you've got, you've got you know, corruption and you've got lobbyists and you've got special interest groups and, and big corporations and, uh, and, and, and all of this, all the corruption that goes in. Boy, I can see that working. You know, that does, doesn't just happen in Washington in 2022. It happened in the days of Daniel. And so uh, they're, they're coming to the king. They used pride to appeal to the king in presenting a plan that for one month, 30 days, no man could pray to any god except King Darius. You're it. You're the one. You're the king. Well, obviously, this sounded good to the king. Oh, yeah. He probably stuck his chest out. Y'all thinking about me? Y'all loyal to me? I, I'm sure it just really, you know, the pride. They, uh, they, they used pride. Sounded good to the king. But it even... Uh, but, but it sounded even better to Daniel's enemy because they knew we can't find anything in his life we can't find any corruption in his life but here's what we do know he's a man of prayer so king let's just go ahead and make this, this decree here the statute that anybody that prays to any god except you O king they can't do it for 30 days and if they do they knew Daniel wouldn't go 30 days without prayer and if they do, we'll cast them in a den of lying. But what about us tonight? You know, we think, well, I hope none of us that have ever gone 30 days without prayer. But maybe there's times, if we're honest, that, you know, we hit the ground running on Monday and, and uh, maybe we get overwhelmed and swamped with things. We've got to be three places at one time. And then all of a sudden it's Tuesday and we, we might go a week without prayer. I, I don't know. But they knew Daniel that he wasn't going to go without prayer they, they, they knew that and so that's why they said we, we can't find any charge against him in, uh, in, verse, in verse 5 but we need to find something against him concerning the law of his God he believes in the Lord and he's a man of prayer so now we've got him so look down at verse 10 now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed he went home and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. You see, Daniel wasn't, wasn't being um, 
arrogant. He, he didn't step up his prayer life, you know, to kind of show them a thing or two. Daniel just kept doing what he kept doing. You know what that's called? It's being steadfast. Let's be steadfast. Come what may, hell or high water, I'm going to keep on praying, and I'm going to keep on believing. I'm going to honor God. Let, let's, let's resolve to do that tonight. Daniel just kept praying. It would have been easy for Daniel to give in and for Daniel to compromise. He could have given up on prayer. He could have said, well, that's the king now, the decree, and I, you know, um, I, surely God will understand. He, he could have done that. He could have given up on prayer. After all, the decree was only for one month. But we may not realize it or not, but seven days without prayer makes one week, right? <laughs> I'm talking about uh, week. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about not having strength. You know, W-E-A-K. We go, we go without prayer, and we're going to be weak. And it's, it's, we just go one day without prayer. But here's Daniel. We know that he prayed. He made it discipline to pray three times a day, and he just kept doing what he was doing. What am I going to do? This was not a problem for Daniel. He had already purposed in his heart. You know, there, there was an excellent spirit within him. He had already resolved. And so he just kept doing what he kept doing. Let me just encourage us tonight. Let's not compromise. When, what happens when faith and culture clash? You know, the world makes demands. The world maybe can influence us to be a certain way and talk a certain way. And, and, and maybe, you know, maybe at the workplace, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the, the faith and culture clash because at the workplace, maybe, you know, we've got to be a little dishonest. Or maybe we feel like we've got to fit in with our, with our co-workers, so we, we go ahead and tell the dirty jokes and, you know, stuff like that. We, we just, faith and culture clash. What are we going to do? Let's be steadfast and let's honor God. And here's the thing. Don't dare do that without prayer. Prayer is what gives us perspective. And the reality is, the difference for Daniel was he was a man of prayer. We're only as, as strong as our prayer life. Uh, Daniel didn't use prayer as a form of protest against his culture. He was just disciplined to pray. And so he continued to pray. Daniel's prayer took place in a private place, in his house. His upper room window was opened, and his prayer life consisted of praying three times a day, no matter what. And Daniel didn't give up on prayer. Do you have a, an upper room, so to speak? A place? A quiet place? Oh, how we need that. You say, I'm, I'm, so, I'm just so busy with work. I don't have time to brush my teeth, let alone pray, you know. Well, we got to make time. And by the way, the devil would love for us to be too busy to pray. You know, it's like I, I, I saw a meme on social media one time where uh, the devil caught someone with their head down, and he started to laugh, and then he heard them say, in Jesus' name, and then he started trembling. Boy, that's where the power's at. Oh, how we need prayer. Let's get in tune with God, and let's pray. You know, maybe we need a prayer journal. Let's write some requests down. You know, Wednesday night we have a prayer list, and, and it's always great. I love from time to time to go back, maybe six months ago, and pull out a prayer list and just look at the prayer request. You know what we do a lot of times? We forget. Oh, yeah, I remember praying about that. You know, they had a, a, a big doctor's appointment. Um, they, they, had, they, were, they were awaiting some test results we forget about it but we prayed about it and God answered prayer oh prayer makes a difference let's keep on praying Daniel 
you know, he could have certainly given up on prayer. He could have said, I'll just put it on hold. You know, maybe pride could have got a hold of Daniel. Daniel could have said, I'm, I'm so good that I don't need prayer. I can do without it for 30 days and, and, and I'll be just fine. Oh, no, not, not Daniel. Daniel just kept on praying three times a day. Well, they got him, didn't they? You know, they, they knew they couldn't find any corruption or anything immoral about him because he was a godly man. He was a godly man because he was close to God. He was a man of prayer. And he honored the law of God. He knew the Lord. That, that's why on the outside, because of what was on the inside, he had an excellent spirit, you know, the Bible says. Um, and so I want us to see in closing here, skip down to verses 16 and 17. We need to pray during big challenges. We need to pray when faith and culture clash. What do we do? What would we do if our government were to tell us we can't pray in public? You know, we can't. Uh, or, or if the government were to tell us, what, what if the government were to say, um, we're going to remove the tax-exempt status from our churches, and, um, and now we can control you, and you can't, there's certain things, you can't preach the Bible. What would we do? Would we just kind of cave and just go along with it? What would we do? Well, I, I remember in Acts, uh, they told the apostles that they needed to shut up. They didn't like what they were saying. And uh, the power of the gospel was impacting lives, and, 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 and God was at work. And they, and they just simply said, we must obey God rather than men. That's what Daniel did. He obeyed God. He just continued. Daniel knew, I can't do without prayer. Oh, I need to pray. Oh, how we need to pray. We, we can't do without it. Time with, the more time that we spend with the Lord, the more that we realize we need Him. And that's a good thing to realize. And that's, that, that was Daniel. He was a man of prayer. He kept on praying. But he especially prayed when in danger. That's what we need to do in, in danger is, is continue to pray. Um, most people, even non-believers, know of the need to pray during dangerous times. Yeah, even on, and, and I, I, I have to be honest, I haven't watched the, uh, I haven't watched the news in, in about a year and a half. I, I just don't watch it. I just don't. Uh, I, I'm on Twitter and, and, uh, and I can see some stuff there and, and a lot of times I might be at the cafe and they'll say, did you hear what happened? No, I hadn't. I haven't heard. And um, I just, I just, I, I don't, but I, I feel like um, maybe with this latest thing in Ukraine, even, even the local media, you know, you, you have a tragedy even within our own country and you're going to hear our thoughts and prayers are with those people or our thoughts and prayers. You know, listen, you still hear that today. And um, we know in times of danger, we know that we need to pray. And I'm telling you, we're living in dangerous times. But as Vance Havner once said, it's getting gloriously dark. What does that mean? That means the signs of the times are all around us. And, you know, nation will rise against nation and, and wars and rumors of war and all the things... Men will be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Oh boy, that's 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 taking place today. It's all about us and what we want and how we feel and, and, and what God says is secondary. And that's that's where we are today. The itching ears. Uh, you know, people wanna they don't want to hear the truth. And and that's what that's the signs of the times, you know, that we that we live in. We're and, and it's a dangerous time for those that don't know the Lord. And and there'll be times when our faith will will clash with our culture but we especially need 
as Daniel did, but just keep on praying. And so notice this in verse, uh, skip down with me to verse 16. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself. And he sent the fact that Daniel continued on to pray despite the, the, the statute that they had made. And his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Boy, he didn't want to do this. He was, uh, he was tricked. And, and yet he had made a law. And he wanted to, you know, to, to rescue, to deliver Daniel. And then verse, uh, verse 15. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, Know, uh, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and Persians that no decree or statute which the king establishes shall be changed. So the, here the, the king is now squirming. This is one of the top three. This is, this is somebody we don't need to be throwing in the den of lions. This is a valuable man. And, and, uh, and the king didn't want to do this, but they reminded him that that a decree, once it's established, uh, it, 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 it may, may not be changed. So, verse 16, So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Isn't that something that the, the king a pagan king would say of Daniel's God that he would deliver him. How did he know that? I, think he, I, I believe he saw it in Daniel's life. Daniel's testimony. He saw a difference in Daniel. He saw the strength of God in Daniel's life. Daniel was in danger because of the decree that the king was talked into ordering, which meant that he, uh, you know, he prayed and, and he would be put to death if, if caught and that's exactly what happened of course Daniel's enemies knew that Daniel would pray and even knew when he prayed so they went to his house and guess what they found exactly what they had hoped for Daniel was praying so immediately I mean imagine that if Daniel wasn't praying they would have been mad about it <laughs> Daniel you know, don't you need to pray don't you need to call on your God well, they didn't need to worry about talking him into it because he's already doing it. You know, what about us? Does the least little thing keep us from praying? We need to just keep on praying. Don't let anything cause us to not pray. And so because of the decree and trapped by his own officials, the king reluctantly ordered that Daniel would be arrested and thrown in the den of lions. Though I'm sure that Daniel's enemies thought at last, we got rid of him. We won't have to worry about him anymore. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. They didn't know Daniel's God, the true and living God. King Darius knew something about this God that they didn't seem to know about. How could I have been so short-sighted and deceived? King Darius probably thought. But God, you're, you're God. I've seen there's something about you. And your God will deliver you. What will people say about us? I mean, is our testimony such that people that it brags on God and people see the difference of faith in the Lord and being a Christian makes do they see that in us boy King Darius saw it in Daniel Darius was even 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 expressed a desire that God would uh, would would rescue that God might rescue Daniel 
And I'm sure that's what King Darius was wanting. That was maybe perhaps even a prayer that God would do that. And so verse 17, a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den with the, with the king's seal by his signet. Uh, no, notice this, verse 17. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and it had the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lords, uh, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Now, why did they do that? Well, that's to say this is official. This is from the king himself. And, um, and nobody dare mess with, uh, with this stone. Um, it's, it's, it's there, and, it, and it's got the seal of the, the king's approval. And, and so it's, it's the real deal. Um, so a stone was brought in. By the way, does that sound familiar? <laughs> they, they brought a stone at Joseph of Arimathea's uh, tomb where they laid the body of Jesus. They, they brought a stone. Well, God is all about rolling away the stone, is he not? Praise God for the power of God that no man can match. So the stone was rolled away from the tomb where the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was laid. Our God is victorious. And Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. The same power is available to us, just like it was available to Daniel when he's thrown in the den of lions. They, they covered it up with the stone. You know, the king didn't sleep that night. He even fasted, had no music. A bad night for the king, hoping God would rescue Daniel because Daniel was vital to the king. He was different from all the others because he knew that the Lord was blessed, that God had blessed him with wisdom, and he had the strength of God. He was unlike any other. And so we as believers in Christ who know the Lord should be different from the world. And that's the way Daniel was. Daniel was a man of prayer. And even in danger, Daniel continued to pray. But lastly, I want us to see, uh, look down at verse 19 through, uh, through 23. Then the king arose very early in the morning. wonder why the king got up so early in the morning. And went to haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel! Servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. (laughs) My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den. No injury, whatever, was found on him because, notice this, he believed in his God. The king called out to Daniel. I could just hear his voice shaking, hoping that he would get an answer. And I love Daniel's response. He greeted the king and narrated a small part of the story only known of him. Did you know that only you really know your story? I mean, here's here's Daniel. He had continued to pray. He had continued to honor God. Now listen, God could have chose to let Daniel perish in the den of lions. And God would still be glorified. 
but God didn't. God used this to glorify himself. And, and so Daniel spoke out, O king, live forever. Showed respect to the king. Daniel says, I've not shown any harm to you. All I've done was just pray. Isn't it something in 2022 that there are those that are so offended and so, uh, so even angry about prayer? And we've, we've had a lot of discussion over the last few years about prayer. Student messages at ball games. Go to Clemson games. And I, I'm honestly, I don't, I get confused during the prayer. I, I don't even know what's going on. You know, we're talking about the team's colors and talking about the color of the sky and, and, and talking about, oh, oh, God of peace and, and all of this. And Listen, if you don't pray in Jesus' name, you're not praying. He's the only way to pray. And, and I know that's an exclusive way, and I know it's offensive. And here's Daniel. Daniel is, is facing pressure. And, and Daniel, is, 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 his faith is clashing with the culture. What is he going to do? You know, there's a lot of Christians that would just not pray and would compromise, but not Daniel. And the king realized how valuable Daniel was, and he rejoiced. Daniel was not even hurt. Those lions, they, they were just like little kittens down there. I don't know if lions purr. I guess they do. I'm sure they're rubbing up against Daniel. You know, they're rubbing up against him. And one of them probably turned on their, on their backs and just kind of did like this and wanted Daniel to rub their belly, you know. Like, like your little cat at home. They're big cats, but they're still cats, right? And God is the creator of them. God can control anything. And God took charge and took care of Daniel. Now think about this. How would things have went? We think about this. Well, man, praying got Daniel in the den of lions. How would it have gone for Daniel if he just chose not to pray? Think about what he would have missed out on. He now has a powerful testimony to add to all the stories about his God, how God rescued him in the den of lions. That only happened because he continued to trust God and continued to pray. He would have missed that. I wonder how much we're missing because we're not praying, because we're not calling on God. Now, I just want to challenge us tonight. Don't give up on prayer. You just keep. You say, well, I've been praying about this or praying about that, and it seems like God's not answering you just keep on praying. God's listening. God hears. His timing may not match ours. And His will may not match ours. But His will is always best. So you just keep on praying. Have, have, have we allowed our culture and daily practices to sidetrack our relationship with God? Faith and culture clashes. And uh, in faith, uh, you know, culture says you got to do this and you got to be there and do that. And, um, and so what do we do? Do we cave in? Do we compromise? Or do we honor God? And do we keep on praying? Let's pray tonight for God's help for us and others during personal situations. There's, I know in our church family, there are those that are going through difficulties and hardships, like perhaps Daniel. And the key is to just keep praying. Keep praying. Don't give up on the Lord. We'll grow in our faith. God will be glorified and we'll be better for it. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you tonight for your word. We know that you are faithful and you are able. The same God who was faithful and able with Daniel is the same God that we believe and trust in tonight. And so, Lord, I pray that perhaps as we think about our prayer life, I'm sure there's not one person that would say tonight that my prayer life is exactly where it needs to be. We can all improve. So help us to do that tonight. Oh, how we need you. 
We don't need to neglect our prayers. Help us to pray in the challenging times. Help us to keep praying in the dangerous times. Help us, Lord. I pray that we'll evaluate and we'll discipline ourselves to keep praying. Jesus said that men ought always to pray that they not lose, lose heart. So Lord, if we don't pray, we're going to lose heart. And maybe someone here tonight has lost heart. Lord, help us to commit tonight to prayer. Lord, to discipline ourselves every day. We think about how many times should we pray a day. We know Daniel prayed three times a day, but we also know that your word says to pray without ceasing. So help us to always be in an attitude of prayer, always in tune with you and always talking to you and listening to you. And what a difference it makes. May we call on you. Whatever it is, it could be about a family member, the challenge that we face at work, whatever it is, financially, health-related, I pray that we'll pray and commit to prayer and calling on you, just like Daniel did. And Lord, I know that when we do, that you will bless and we'll not miss out on blessings. But God, we sure will miss out on, on blessings if we don't pray. So help us tonight, Lord Jesus, to commit to prayer and a better prayer life, to call on you and trust in you. Maybe we've kind of compromised we've let the world influence us instead of letting you influence us faith and culture has clashed and we've just kind of quit praying or we've just kind of compromised help us to get back where we need to be tonight whatever needs to be done in jesus name amen would you stand together as donna leads us Tonight, what is it that we need to pray about? Is there something weighing heavy on our hearts? Is there, is there some request? The Bible says, let our request be made known unto God. Who better could we give our request to than God Himself? We, we neglect His power and blessing when we don't do that. So let's do that tonight. Whatever request that you may have, I want to encourage you to give it to God right now. The altar is open. I'd love to pray with you. You can do it right there in your pew. Let's give it to God right now, whatever request it is.
You know, there's coming a day when we won't need to pray. Matter of fact, I think about, I mentioned my, my grandmother, Kanarni. There was a time that we prayed and prayed and prayed, you know, for her. But when she went on to glory, we hadn't prayed for her since. Does it mean we don't care about her? No, she's okay. <laughs> and the day's coming when we're on the other side, God calls us home. Uh, there'll be no need to pray anymore because our faith will be turned aside. And that's what this last verse reminds us about. So I thought this would be a great way, a closing prayer. Let's sing that last verse and think about uh, that wonderful time when we won't need to pray anymore. Sweet. I could I could run some laps around that right there. I'm grateful for the victory that we have. Miles? love you miles you do and uh your grandmother her body might be in the ground but her spirit's with the lord be absent from the body is to be present with the lord and and um you know we think about that our our you know our, our soul goes to be with the lord and um and there's coming a day in first thessalonians chapter four first thessalonians chapter four reminds us that when the trump of god sounds the dead in christ their bodies will be resurrected from the grave and uh, they'll, they'll go ahead of us that are alive and remain I pray that that's you and me that we're the generation that goes by the rapture instead of the grave but, uh, but there'll be a great resurrection a great reunion day and we'll be with the Lord the apostle Paul says comfort one another with these words that, that day's coming but until then what, how do we make it how do, we, how do we get through it all prayer let's commit to prayer let's pray tomorrow on a Monday like we hadn't prayed on a Monday before let's call on the Lord and let's pray I promise you if we do that on Monday and it carries over to Tuesday your week will go a whole lot better and uh, in your walk with God will be a whole lot sweeter and I encourage us to do that God bless you thank you for being here tonight hope you have a wonderful week take care everybody <laughs>